what you were just saying about we've got time actually the the sort of the the topic of conversation or topic that's on my mind to have a conversation about this morning uh or this afternoon where you are um so we do a lot of estate planning and estate planning uh preparatory or preparatory preparatory work i don't know how to say that um and I was having a conversation the other day with um, a friend about the, which is a very common perceived burden of having to go through the estate planning process, meeting with an attorney and organizing documents, uh, establishing a will, um, all under the all under the the facade of of um financial and tax implications uh i couldn't help but think and talk to him about how i feel about estate planning really how and i'd love to get your thoughts on this how it's not how it definitely is thought of as a burden. People tend to, including myself earlier on, tend to kind of kick that can down the road. Oh, it's just, you know, life's moving so fast right now. Yes, I know there are important documents, legal documents and such to get into place. We tend to look at estate planning and, and such as a burden. But, it, you know, over the years of being a financial advisor and working with people and going through the process myself many years ago, it's an act, it's actually an opportunity. And let me throw something at you here, because however much estate planning, and we can define it in a second, is about or or under the the facade of 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 uh, uh, avoiding un, un, any unnecessary estate taxes. It's such an opportunity to get together with your loved ones while you're still alive, right? And have conversations about the future. doesn't have to have anything necessarily morbid attached but it's in to me it's it's less about tax and financial and it's more about having the conversations with folks you really care about about the people you really care about right mm -hmm. the ones that you want to impact in the future And I was, you know, having this conversation the other day and, and my friend was bringing up how much of a burden going through the estate planning process was for him. And we had, we started to have a conversation about, yeah, but how about approaching it from a perspective of you get to realize today while you're still on this earth, 
you can sit down with your spouse and talk about things that perhaps with life as it's happening all around us, right? We're pulled away every day in other directions. I can speak for myself right now. School started. I naively thought life was going to slow down after this summer with school starting, but what's happened is certainly the hustle and bustle of school, great, but then the activities after school, racing off to softball practice or flag football or 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 piano or or what have you. And you know, it's a good example of how there are certain things that we have on our list to accomplish, but then life happens and we kind of we kind of postpone that to down the road. When, when these conversations that we could have about estate planning actually are opportunities for us to, to engage with people that we love today mm -hmm. and talk about the people that we love and how we want them impact in the future. I, I just thought I would bring that up this morning with you because you and I often talk about not necessarily strictly the financial side of things when it when it when when it comes to working with folks in an advisory capacity, but the emotional side of things and how that is such an important, um, such an important thing to have perspective on and realize. Yeah, um, I I really appreciate what you're saying here, uh, and um, what I'm thinking as I listen to you is, you know, um, not to discount that. It is a cum it can be a cumbersome process with all the paperwork mm -hmm. and the meetings and the conversations. Mm -hmm. I think that's just like a surface level um, mm. issue. You use the word morbid a little bit earlier. Mm. And I think underlying the fact that it's a hassle is actually a stronger resistance, which is having this conversation with my financial advisor, with my attorney, with my loved ones. Um, comes with the acknowledgement that nothing is forever. Mm. And um, I think that people avoid it because nobody wants to think about death and dying and all those things. <laughs> but but I think also that um, the kind of people uh, that are attracted to um, the way that you present a uh, financial plan. When I say you, I mean you and Beck Bodie. Mm -hmm. The kind of philosophy that you espouse is really realistic. There's no fantasy here. There's no promise of something that we don't know. <laughs> mm. right? It's like, you're not gonna, you're not selling anybody a bill of goods. There's so, no, there's no certainty. There's no certainty. There's no certainty whatsoever. And at the same time, there's a lot of opportunity. Mm. So that's kind of exciting. And mm. I think that parallels what you're saying about like, yeah, on the one hand, it's the got to talk to the attorney, but what an opportunity. Um, it's an act of love to plan for one's demise is truly an act of love. And, mm. and to say, I love you and I want I want this for you. I want this to be this way while I still have my capacities because it could be that we live quite some time, but we just don't have the mental capacity at that at the point when it becomes necessary to mm. make those decisions. So why not make it when we're at peak health? Um, 
So yeah, so that's that's what that's what I think of is just the what keeps people from doing this process is actually a level of fear, which mm -hmm. as we know gets in the way of all kinds of other things when you want to plan for the future. For sure. No, I appreciate that, Ravi. And and you know, something you said there too, um related to state planning, but not something in and of itself is life insurance, mm. right? It's, you know, as you talked about a moment ago, or, or what I heard was, you know, the, the, the somewhat difficult aspect of approaching a concept that you don't really want to think about your own demise. Um, and that's, I think, you know, a really that le legitimate reason why things get deferred in our lives, right? The the mental aspect of 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 having to deal with a concept that is uncertain. And I just think opportunity is such a a a, a great word because particularly with being younger and younger being, you know, 50 or 60, these concepts that the concept of the opportunity, by and large, the, the result of the estate planning or the life insurance is still for a lot of people very far down the road. Yeah. So I say the opportunity is realistically, is that having these conversations with your spouse and your loved one is such a great opportunity to forget about the result of the estate planning to deepen relationships yeah. with the people that you love. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, very common thing. And I went through the same process with, with my wife when we were going through years ago, we started um, having children. Jeez, you know, in, in, in my mind, it was like a few years ago, but actually it was like nine or 10 years ago. <laughs> Um, but you've but, had a couple since, <laughs> yeah, I've had a couple, geez, you know, it's just everything kind of, kind of, again, a good example of how just life just takes time, you in that direction. Yeah, right. Um, we were lucky enough, are lucky enough to have recognized the value of not only doing a plan from a legal and financial perspective, but also call it nine or 10 years ago, um, understanding that this is just such a great opportunity to have conversations like, you know, when you have children, it's like, God forbid something happens to us, who's going to take care of the kids? Yeah. Do they, do they want to take care of the kids if something happens to us? Do, do they have the capacity to do so? Do they have the capacity to do so if God forbid something happens to us 10 years from now, when they're 10 years older, um, what, and this is a, this was really like emotional for us is that what do we want for our children? How, you know, I'm just, this is more rhetorical. How often do you sit down and think and map out you know, in your everyday life of what you, what, what opportunities, at least you want your children to have in the future and what we're doing every, you know, every day 
to drive towards those drive ourselves towards those opportunities. And again, I can speak for myself, even though I've, we've gone through these, certainly planning just in financial planning alone, but, but, but estate planning and such. Um, and we've sat down my wife and I and talked about the, the types of things that the types of opportunities that we want our children to have in the same level, then, you know, again, life takes off and you go, go, go. And it's, it is healthy. And I think necessary in the pace of our daily lifestyle to try on a regular basis and return to that conversation. Just like we have an annual meeting with our clients to review the financial plan, the goals planning statement that we've put in place for them, but also review how we together are doing on that path mm -hmm. to achieving those goals. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And also what you said about the 10 years later, will they want to take our kids or, you know, will they be able to, that is so important. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. one thing to say, I'll take a three-year-old or four-year-old and then mm. you have a 15-year-old and, um, you know, how, how's that going to work? But yeah, all of this, you know, and we think we, meaning you and I talk about this kind of stuff frequently because we're in the business and right. this, is, this is, we're in this environment um, most people are not. And so most people, so, you know, even less than we talk about it, you know, they're, it's not on their radar. Add to that the resistance that it's not a, it's not a pleasant topic because it forces me to deal mm -hmm. with the reality. Um, and, um, yeah, it makes it something that just gets deferred. The other Did thing we... that I, I loved about what you said was like 50 or 60 young you know, you often hear people say, oh, you know, I'm middle-aged or over the hill or whatever nonsense phrases people use to def define this like spectrum of age. And in at this time, in, you know, there's really no middle age. We don't even know what middle age is because it could be that you and I, hopefully, um, live well beyond 100 if we take good care of ourselves and our genetic disposition is so. Um, so, you know, when people say it's too late, I'm in my sixties, it's too late, whether it's planning for um, themselves financially or whether it's estate planning, it's not too late at all. Mm. And uh, so I think that, you know, I think a couple of days ago, you and I were talking about things that we need to debunk in people, you know, myths that we need to debunk in people's heads to just like clear the cobwebs so that they can think freely. One of the ways that we can think more freely is not seeing time as a limitation, but actually mm. something we can leverage to our Yeah, yeah. Debunk is a great word in that respect too, because if you just think of a financial, what you said a minute ago about whatever, whatever the reasoning, and often perhaps for some it's a financial reason, that they don't pursue like, oh, I don't have $18 million. So I don't need to do estate planning. Well, I can tell for, tell you for one, in Massachusetts, where I live, with respect to Massachusetts estate tax, if you have a home, if you own a home and you have a life insurance policy and or any kind of money in your 401k, however little, you're probably going to be impacted by the Massachusetts estate tax, mm -hmm. given that 
given its, its low levels compared to the federal state tax. But then again, I think of that, and I think so much of what we and how we look at estate planning is so much more financial and tax and otherwise versus really the the to me the biggest benefit by far exponentially biggest is being able to deepen relationships with the, the people you love today and to actually I, I said before it's like i i was lucky enough being in the industry years ago to understand that yes there's there's certainly financial implications to everything there's tax implications to everything but to me and to this day when i talk to clients that those are distant distant seconds the true value of the estate planning process to me is the opportunity to come together with the people that you love and talk about these things yes then you can get things down on paper and such <laughs> I Hold saw the door second. opening behind you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're a few minutes. Hold on one second. Sure. Go downstairs. Okay. Mommy will give me snack downstairs. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just walk downstairs. Walk downstairs and grab Mama. She's right outside. Go downstairs. That's okay. He's so Hold. Hold one second. It's okay. Do you want me to pause it? Okay. okay. So um, I hear where you're going with this mm -hmm. in terms of um, using it as an as a as a opening to connect with loved ones in more in a deeper way. Is that where you were going with this idea? Yeah, yeah. Um, we're so we're so quick to attach it to something financial, mm -hmm. right? be it um, um, tax implications, you know, legal documents, when the, the, real, the real opportunity from where I sit, those things are a very distant second. Important, but a very distant second. Um, being able to um, have something, me force is too strong a word, but come to the realization of going through a process like this uh, how that can deepen your relationships, come to understandings with your loved ones is invaluable, mm. in my opinion. And really that is that is the truest product of going through a process like this to me. Yeah, agreed. What I love about this conversation is that, you know, we started about, we started talking about estate planning and you know just the the mechanics i guess the 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 act of going through it but mm -hmm. really layers below is the why of it right and the why mm -hmm. is is love um and i love mm -hmm. i love that why question because we use it a lot in our work mm -hmm. together and in our work with your team and um with clients certainly so um it's a mm -hmm. great place to start a meaningful conversation mm -hmm. And I, and I think that's, and that's exactly what's on top of mind for me. That last thing you said is you don't have to have any kind of significant, significant financial, um, 
um, issue or potential issue to warrant going through this process. Great. You have to just have a care uh, for, which I haven't met many people that don't, you have to have a care about the future. Yeah. And, and, and understanding that you can have such an impact on the future. Again, not by preventing some of your money 30 years from now, for example, from being taxed a little more than it could be, but by engaging with the people that you love and deepening those relationships today, that's worth so much more to me, yeah. you know, as a human being and, and, and family. And, and you said something before, Robbie, too, about um, how at age 50 and 60, you know, that that game is different today than it was even 10 or 20 years ago in terms of longevity. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going to be lit. We're living every day. We're living longer and longer. And why finance right in the middle of finance and family for us at Beck Bodie is fitness. Yeah. Right. Because that's a big and fitness encompasses, you know, health and both both physical and mental. Yeah. Very important. Um, because we know what I just said, what we often talk about is that we're going to be living longer. And it's so incredibly important to keep our bodies and our minds uh, aligned with that fact. Um, and uh, it's just an incredible, incredible opportunity to engage with loved ones and, and deepen those relationships today. Yeah. Thank you for this reminder. It's always good to be reminded of that. I think we need to do intros. We always forget to introduce ourselves. <laughs> we do. We do. Go for it. Well, I'm Rabia, and um, this is the No Bonds cast by Beck Bodie. And I'm thrilled to be here. It was great to have this conversation with you, Ben. Mm -hmm. uh, ben, I'll let you introduce yourself. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, it's it's also so enjoyable for me to be here with you, Ravia. Um, my name is Ben Beck. I'm the uh, co-managing partner and chief investment officer of Beck Bodie. Um, we are a financial advisory uh, and investment management firm headquartered in Dedham, Massachusetts. Um, but I feel like we're so much more, Ravia. <laughs> you are. We we. we what really drives us when we think about um, our our core values, um, what we just mentioned a moment ago, family, fitness, and finance um, are, are three things that are tremendously important to, to all of us here at Beck Bodie. And the conversations like we had today are our conversations that we 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 look forward to engaging with with our clients and and future clients um and we have these 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 podcasts often now together and, and we look forward to having more and more topics you can find us on um instagram um facebook linkedin 
um, and and through the the various uh, places that you find podcasts from Spotify and otherwise. Uh, but I, I appreciate you being on again uh, this week, Ravya, and and uh, I enjoyed our discussion today. I did too. Take care. Good to see you, Ben. <laughs> Good to see you. Bye now. Bye. 